What were the biggest challenges in, in your way? <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, we, you know, ourselves? We, yeah, ourselves. <laughs> You have the desire to create financial freedom, but you also want to make a powerful, positive impact on the world. This podcast exists to tell the inspiring stories of men and women who have achieved both, people who do well and do good. Discover proof that individuals have the ability to make a massive impact. Brought to you by your host, Dorothy Ilson. What's up and welcome. On this show, my guests are all very different, but they share one important understanding, that achieving tremendous financial success and making a massive difference can go hand in hand. They believe, as I do, that creating wealth is the greatest multiplier in your ability to maximize your positive impact on the world and to experience a truly fulfilled life. I'm thrilled to introduce to you our two guests today, Craig and Jennifer Dumnich, better known as the dynamic coaching duo, Craig and Jenny D. They help their clients reach new heights of success in business and wellness through systems that result in maximum levels of energy, focus, engagement, and productivity. Craig and Jenny believe that when we feel our best and find great success, we can do so much more to help others in need. And they really live this belief through their support of Golden Wings Helping Hands, an organization that supports the homeless population in Chicago, the Craniofacial Association, and finally, the City Gala, which raises money to provide free business coaching and support to startup nonprofits who are changing the world. Craig and Jenny, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to have you both. Thank well, you, thank Dorothy. Thank you very much, Dorothy. We're Thanks. glad to be here. So why don't you go ahead and expound on that intro and tell us a little more about yourself. Sure. So our primary goal with everybody we work with is to start off with identifying and removing any barriers that they have to personal and professional growth. This is something that we ourselves came across in our life because we had always been generally very healthy people from a fitness standpoint and a nutritional standpoint. And yet at one point in time, I faced a period where I went through some serious illness of my own that really set me back uh, both personally and professionally, taking me out of my life, if you will, for a period of time. And what we realized was that the illness itself was triggered by some deep-rooted issues going on within the mindset, within the subconscious mind, and being able to heal those and overcome those issues launched me to a new level in my personal and professional life. So it healed our relationship as a couple and our marriage, even though we had gone to counseling for years and years looking for answers. We were able to heal those because of how we were both behaving, if you will, in the relationship. It healed relationships with our external uh, family members, parents, and children as well. And it gave us the confidence that we needed to go out and start our own business today, helping others do this same thing. It really, the easiest way I can explain it is that we all have a success matrix in our life. So we have, if we look at our entire life, what are the areas where we could have different levels of success? It's in our business finances, health, you know, our fitness, nutrition, personal relationships, whether that's with children, parents, spouses, or partners. And if you look at each one of those branches, some of them are going to be really, really healthy and thriving. Others, maybe not so much. And they can either be adding energy to your life if they're positive, or they can be negatively detracting from the energy that you have to put into other things each day. 
And so when we look at all of those areas, our goal is to identify any barrier that's underneath that's affecting the health of those different branches within the matrix so that we can create maximum health of all. So nothing is distracting you any longer. Nothing's pulling you out of alignment one way or another. You know, a perfect example, if you have a broken relationship at home and you go into work every day, you may be trying your best at work so you think, but at the end of the day, you're so emotionally tied up in what's going on at home and the challenges you face there, there's no way that you can really reach your full potential. I know that before starting your business and, and before this illness, you know, you did have a very successful career in corporate America. And, you know, I think from, it seems from the outside, everything looked, you know, like it was perfect. But could you talk a little bit about kind of what was really going on during that time and, you know, what that cost was that you paid for not, you know, having your mindset and all of these things in line? Yeah, I mean, you know, corporate America... That was, you know, it, it was what it was at that point in time. And it was the, it was the path that was taken uh, by both of us. What ended up happening is that, you know, we both enjoyed, you know, good lucrative careers in finance. But at the same time, whenever finance started to, you know, really turn the other direction in 08 and 09, and the industry had really changed. And I know that, you know, we were both really looking at doing something different but we just didn't know exactly what. And that's what we were looking for. We had tried to you know, start up a, a business whenever it came to our fitness and our nutrition, but we weren't exactly sure how. And that's where after a number of different years in corporate America, where I was getting laid off one job after another, it seemed like after about you know, 12 to 18 months, it seemed to be this pattern that was going on. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't care for that area anymore. And, and the universe was telling me, get the heck out, get out. And I wasn't listening. I just wasn't listening. I mean, you know, we always say that what happens is that, you know, it's uh, the universe whispers to us and then, and it gets a little louder and it gets a little louder until all of a sudden it's like, Hey, what's going on? And, you know, that's, you know, that's what happened to Jenny. I mean, it finally, life was whispering to her and then it had to say, hey, what's going on? Same thing in, in regards to corporate America. And that's whenever Jen actually said, all right, we're done with this and we are getting this business started. We're getting coaching to get this thing going because we had this employee mindset. And I think a lot of people have an employee mindset. That story that's been told to us since we were born. And that is, hey, I want you to, you know, get a job. I want you, I'm sorry, I want you to go to school. I want you to get good grades. I want you to get a job. I want you to, you know, get married, have kids, all these wonderful things and this wonderful story. But it turns out that, I mean, you know, a lot of people live that and some people live it, you know, very successfully. But ultimately, when we look at it, it is a story that can change and it should be able to change depending on what's going on in your world. And people shouldn't even ridicule you for wanting to change. You should be able to do what you want to do. And that's what we did. We took really the horse by the reins and we said, you know what, we're going all in to get this business started. And so we've been at this for 20 months and have turned this into a very profitable and successful business. What was the most challenging piece of that for you, you know, in going from that employee mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset, what were the biggest challenges in, in your way? 
Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, we, you ourselves? Know, we, yeah, ourselves, exactly. <laughs> hey, really, um, yeah, yeah, it was. Having the confidence to go put yourselves out there. It's one thing to sell somebody else's products and services, right? You go out there and you're the salesperson and you put yourself out there to talk about them and what they can do for somebody. To go out there and talk about yourself is a whole different story. And it was interesting because when we talk about the mindset side, for me in particular, I had some barriers there that I had to overcome. And what you find with mindset is that it's really like peeling back the layers of an onion. And so we're never finished in that process. It's a lifelong journey to reach our maximum potential. And for me in overcoming my illness, I had to change a lot of my patterns in how I dealt with relationships, how I dealt with stress around money and different beliefs that I had from my childhood in regards to those that was destroying our marriage and destroying my health. But then when we started into our business, a whole new area of mindset came up, which was critically important in us finding success. And that was that I had uh, underlying, and this is where patterns are so important, this innate need to be seen because as a child, I had not been seen. And I had never really recognized my need for that previously. But interestingly, at the same time, I had a need to be seen because I always felt like I was hidden behind my bigger sister. I also had a fear of being seen because there was a very clear memory from my childhood where when the one point in time that I was actually seen by my father was a very destructive behavior from him and it was harmful to me. And so I needed people to see me, but I had a great fear that if somebody saw me, it would hurt me physically and emotionally. So putting ourselves out there in business, I didn't understand in the beginning where this block was of getting myself out there and the struggles that we had with that. And as I was able to see this pattern come up and recognize it through my own awareness, that's when we began to really see things as change, things change for us in our business. And so there's this constant process that we have to do of creating our own personal awareness uh, you know, and, and recognizing what's going on in these different situations to be able to really break free. And, and that's what our goal is with all of our clients. It's so great to be able to see their success in this way when they break through these patterns one after another. And so how do you help people to even identify these things? Because I know it's, it's often very hard to look at ourselves and, and recognize, you know, perhaps these you know, pains that we had as a child or, you know, things that our parents might have done that, you know, are still affecting us. How do you sort of uncover what's really going on? You know, what we say a lot of times is that we're all in our own little box and we can't see the label that's on the, on the outside of the box. I, I want people to picture that in their, in their own mind. And that's whenever coaching really comes into play. But let me take a step back and say that if I told you know, years ago, if I told Jennifer, if I said, hey, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that, and, and she might get upset at me. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people probably feel the same way. It's like, well, you're just nagging at me. You're nagging. And it really isn't nagging. I mean, you know, you think it is because you don't want to really learn. And that's why coaching comes into play. So people, somebody else on the outside can see what's going on and they can tell you. And that's where Many times we've been in this, all been in this situation where all of a sudden, you know, our, our spouse or significant other has been telling us one thing over and over, over years. And then somebody like yourself, Dorothy says, Hey, Craig, you're doing this. And I'm like, Oh, and then I start doing it. And it's like, Dorothy told me this. And, you know, and Jen's there like, I've been telling you that for years. 
And, you know, nowadays we don't say, listen, I've been telling you for, for the years, but it's that other person seeing that. And so how do we actually do that is to un- uncover what's going on is we, first of all, give everybody an assessment. And this is a, a deep assessment to really get down to all of their beliefs. And we try to really get down to a client's why. And Mark Twain said it best. And that is that you know, the two most important times in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. And whenever it comes to finding that why and understanding why you are doing everything that you're doing, that is very powerful. It's the point where you get, you know, that lump in your throat, the the chill down your spine, you know, the tear in your eye that you're actually, it's like, why? Because we're just constantly doing and doing and doing all the time. And even if we take a moment to smell the roses, the rose seems to just, you know, flutter away in just a, a moment. We don't really take enough time. And by doing an assessment, by understanding more about you know, their deep-rooted emotions, that's where we really help them recover. I mean, the, the picture that I kind of put out there a lot of times is, you know, most people are standing at the beach in their bare feet. It's just that perfect day out. And you've got, you know, a sunset that's out there. And there's these waves coming off the water. And you just want to get closer to this beauty. And you look down, you see a boat. And you're like, all right, let me just paddle out there and get a little closer. Well, you keep on paddling out and the waves keep on pushing you back in and pushing you back in. And what ends up happening is those waves are your limiting beliefs. And that's where what we do is then we help you, you know, get past those waves. And you a lot of times don't see what's going on. And that's what we do. So thinking about you know some of your own beliefs that you know, may have been limiting or or toxic specifically around money could you talk about you know what were those you know mindset or thinking patterns that you had to flip around money and how your relationship with money has evolved sure yeah one of them there, so there generally are four basic underlying root causes that affect all the different branches that we were talking about early on with the success matrix, right? So whether it's your finances, your relationships with family, spouses, children, even friends, your business finances, nutrition, fitness, there are four root causes that are affecting how you behave today in all of those. Those come down to scarcity from childhood, a feeling of worthiness, a fear of abandonment, and then also a need for safety, whether that's emotional or physical safety. So most of the time, whether it's with ourselves or with clients, the on the financial end and dealing with money, there many times are an issue of scarcity that comes up from childhood, or there is an issue of worthiness that comes up. And it really goes back to what they heard, saw, and felt about money in their early, early years. So if we think back, and this is one of the exercises we take people through, is really to think back and begin envisioning yourself as a young child and to really look into what did you see? What did you hear people around you saying? What feelings did you get when they were saying that, right? How did people behave with their money? And all these things that were put into us, because when we're young, we really don't have a filter because we don't know enough yet in our mind to block out or form an opinion around those things. We just take it for exactly what it is. So whatever we heard, it becomes the truth in our own mind. It becomes our belief system because we don't know better. 
And so if we heard people saying, well, money doesn't grow on trees and we can't do that because there's not enough money. We can't afford that. There's never enough. There's always more month left at the end of the money, right? All of these sorts of things. We begin to believe that that's the way that life is and that, the, and that money in the world is scarce. And yet, if I look out my window here, I can see that the world truly is a world of abundance, right? I mean, if you just look at all the trees and the flowers and the homes and the, there is more than enough out there for everybody. But when we believe that there's never enough, that really is the energy that we're attracting to ourselves. And so there will not ever be enough, right? It, we will always be in that pattern of playing catch up. And and when we look at it from a worthiness standpoint, we had we have one client in particular that comes to mind where he was always saying that, you know, there's just, I just need to make enough money each month to pay my bills, right? And so that was his, that's what he kept putting out there. I just need enough to pay my bills each month. And so every time he would come into a little bit of extra money, some massive unforeseen bill would come up, right? The car would break down or there would be a car accident, an appliance in the house would break down, something that took that money away from him as quickly as it came into his life. And there was a feeling of not being worthy of actually having more than what he had right then. And interestingly enough, this is where they play into all the branches he also didn't feel worthy of taking care of himself. So he often disrespected his body by not moving. He was very lazy and laying around all the time, not doing anything to help the health of his body. He was putting poor foods into his body, damaging his body in that way. And so you see this full pattern of a feeling of unworthiness of having more and or taking care of yourself and same thing with scarcity. Uh, from the scarcity side, we see it play into finances, never enough, never enough, don't have enough to do what I need. We also see it play in from a nutrition standpoint often, because if there are feelings of scarcity, then when there is food in front of somebody, they feel the need to consume all of it and consume in excess for fear that it will be taken away somehow, or that there won't be enough when they need it. I know that you know movement and nutrition are you know two of the three main pillars that you do work with clients on. So, you know, for someone like that client you just described, you know, what is the cost that we pay in our professional lives when we're operating at a lower level in terms of our health and fitness? Oh wow, uh, it is uh, it's a pretty high cost, and how I can easily say that is when you you know, just take a moment and look at your day and how much have been wasted because of brain fog, because of tiredness, because of lack of focus or clarity. And that all of a sudden you add those up and you've got at least a couple hours during the day. And imagine what you could accomplish if you were fully engaged all day long. I mean, and this not only is for your business, but also in your relationships with your friends, your family, your spouse, your kids, because, uh, you know, the normal person out there, what they do, they get up like, oh, the alarm went off. And next thing you know, they're like, okay, well, I've got to get, I don't have time for breakfast. All these negative patterns start popping up and I don't have time for breakfast. Oh, I'll just get something really quick. And all of a sudden they're dashing off to work. 
Um, a lot of times they're, you know, in the car for an hour, maybe commuting. Then they're in this, this office, this cubicle. They're sitting down and we're not meant to sit down. Uh, we were meant to be moving. And uh, just, you know, briefly, when you think about it, you all think about it this way. If you're not moving, you're telling your body that you're dying. And the, the reason why it goes like that is because of evolution. I mean, a couple hundred years ago, we were still hunters and gatherers. And we always moved. We needed to hunt. We needed to gather. And these days, a hunter and gatherer is somebody that gets into a car, turns on the car, and goes. And matter of fact, these days, you can just order something from Amazon or Amazon Pantry or whoever it may be and, and get food. And, and it's like, wow, I don't even have to leave the house. And that is where you have to think about the, the movement side and the nutrition side of how this is going to empower you. Because if you're moving and you're, you're getting energy, if you're eating the right foods, you're also getting energy. And you've got to eat the right foods. It's not just about eating any foods. It's not, and it's not about going out and eating perfectly all the time. A lot of times when people think about you know, movement or nutrition, they're thinking, oh, well, I've got to be perfect all the time. I've got to, you know, I've got to exercise every day and I've got to eat always all these vegetables and it has to be just right. And that is not true. What you need to do is you need to find movement, you need to find food that is enjoyable, that's sustainable, because that is how you're going to be able to do this day in and day out. If you just try to find a quick fix solution that's sustainable, it just doesn't work. Uh, when you think about even that statement, quick fix and sustainable. See, quick fix is the how and sustainable is the why. And we talked about the why earlier, but that's why it's so important to understand your why because then we won't, the how becomes so much easier once you understand that why. And this is where putting those two pieces in together along with a mindset are very important. That's going to keep your energy levels all day long. And then whenever you do get home and you want to spend time with whoever it may be, kids, family, friends, now you've got the energy to do that. And if then if you need to also do any other type of work, uh, whether it's for another business, ever maybe you can then get it done. Uh, but that's why we actually incorporate all three because it's so important to have each one of them for energy and for your mindset to keep on going all throughout the day. Now, I know that for many people, definitely myself included, it's pretty easy to keep on track with eating well and working out when you're at home and your routine. But then when travel comes up or a vacation, you know, anything like that, it just all goes out the window. So are there any specific things that we can do to be proactive in those situations and to maintain our positive health habits when we're on the road? Sure. And I think there's a difference between uh, travel when it's for business and on a regular basis versus vacation. We try to separate those out because if somebody says to me, well, I'm going away this weekend for a wedding, my best friend's getting married and I'm going to this beautiful island and we're going to celebrate and all this. The last thing you really want to be thinking about, let's face it, is how you're going to eat perfectly and fit in your perfect exercise routine and all those things. So we encourage our clients often to really look at when it comes to those situations, finding the way to enjoy and remove the guilt from it. So that for that short period of time, look, those three days is not going to make or break your body and your long-term health, right? 
but, and you need those breaks for enjoyment and you need to go, you need to enjoy. We encourage them to savor, right? Every bite of food, really think about what they're consuming, enjoy it in every way with all their senses, and then come home without any guilt and go right back into their standard practices. For business travel, on the other hand, we, Craig and I always prepare ahead there. So we take products not only with us, but if we need to, we'll have things shipped to us. And then we also make sure to plan to be able to get to a store on the way to our hotel. So, you know, for us, one of the things that we do with all of our clients is we generally recommend a liquid breakfast, uh, some sort of shake or smoothie of sorts, because you utilize so much less energy to digest that than you do a solid breakfast. So if a solid breakfast, let's say of eggs, bacon, and hash browns and whatever else you might throw in there might take up to 30% of your body's energy to, to digest it. So you end up sluggish the entire morning and right out of the gate, you have less energy. But if you have a liquid breakfast, now you decrease that energy usage down to about 10%. And those are things that are easy to take with you when you're traveling. So you can take some sort of protein shake with you. We recommend vegan versions of it uh, as opposed to other things that might be inflammatory in your body. But take a vegan shake with you and then put food in your hotel room that you know you can eat if there are no good choices available. So whether that's raw nuts of different sorts, uh, it could be different fruits and vegetables that you can keep that don't have to be uh, refrigerated or nowadays most hotel rooms have some sort of refrigeration anyway. Uh, an organic almond butter, right, with some sort of healthier version of a cracker, uh, something along those lines that it may not be perfect, but it might be better than the fried chicken and French fries and mashed potatoes that are on the buffet at the meeting that you're going to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about the planning part. And whenever you plan properly, then it's all, it's all done. It's whenever you are not planning and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, what am I going to do? I've got to eat something. Where do I go? And it's like you go to the quickest thing and, and that's it. But, you know, it, but Jen's right. It's about... What are you going out there for to enjoy yourself? And we always try to, you know, go by the 80-20 rule. And it's okay that, you know, you, you, know, you just try to have to eat 80% of the time well, and the other 20% uh, can be done with, you know, anything else that, you know, is, is enjoyable. I love that. You know, it's, it's, a, it's such a powerful mindset, you know, what you were saying, Jenny, about, you know, when you do go on vacation, you know, how can you enjoy that and then eliminate the guilt? Because, you know, no one ever got fat from eating a donut, just like no one ever got skinny from eating a salad. And so um, it's definitely an important mental shift that you know, I definitely think is something I could work on. And uh, for a lot of people too, that's a big challenge. I think it's been a it's been a real eye opener for a lot of our clients when they get that. I remember uh, some of them would even go on vacation or right around the holidays, and then they would send me a text message, and they're like, "I had egg dog and brownies today, and I wasn't guilty about it at all. And tomorrow I'm going to go right back to having my you know salad and my shake." And that they felt so empowered to be able to just enjoy it because in the past they would have a glass of eggnog and then they would feel guilty about it for another week and worry about whether, you know, they just grew a pant size because of the one glass of eggnog. And our bodies don't work that way. Our bodies are generally very forgiving. It's what our pattern is. It's what we do over the long term that matters. Mm -hmm. So what I think is so incredible about the business that you've built and, and what you've been doing you know, through coaching people is that the success that you've created there has really allowed you to do so much more 
um, you know, for, for others in terms of giving back and expanding your impact. So, you know, I know that one of the organizations you're passionate about is Golden Wing Helping Hands, which supports the homeless community actually where I live here in Chicago. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about what they do and why it's a cause that you've gravitated towards? Well, first of all, uh, the Mikowskis, they are actually uh, one of our uh, clients, their entire family. And whenever we started working with them, there were certain things, just like anything else, you don't realize everything that somebody does until you really get to know them. And whenever we got to know them, we realized what they started to do and how the impact that they were making within the Chicago community and giving away these care packages to the homeless. I mean, it just started out very, very small for them. I mean, one of their goals, I think, the first year was just a 1,000 care packages to give out to the homeless. And now it's become a legitimate 5013C. They are giving out thousands upon thousands of care packages. And not only that, but they're also setting up things where uh, they have a beautician come in to actually help the homeless women to actually do their hair, to make them look and feel good about themselves to give uh, the men haircuts on their hair and also their, their, their beards and their mustaches. And they're also having uh, doctors come in to you know, do checkups. And even beyond that is that you know, I, I think a lot of times people can donate and they can give. And I think that is beautiful. But then the other added value that they do is they actually go within the streets of Chicago and they actually talk to them. And they have conversations. And I will tell you that a lot of the homeless people, they are uh, a little apprehensive, you know, from whenever we've, we, we talked to, you know, the, the Mikowskis because uh, they're very scared of, you know, most people don't do that. Uh, most people are really look at them like, you know what, we don't want anything to do with you and we'll give you a dollar just to kind of get out of our care. Uh, but what they do is they go right down in the trenches to find out who these people are why they're there, the stories that they have. Uh, they'll record those, they'll put them on social media so everybody can see that you know, these people actually have a story behind what, what is going on in their life. And it is a, just a beautiful thing as they continue to grow and grow uh, what they're doing in Chicago. Yeah, and real quick, I wanted to say too, the, the reason that they actually go and that they talk to them is Nicholas, who is the son in the family, he's an adult now, he's in his 20s, but he uh, was diagnosed with brain cancer when he was 10 years old. And when he was in school after having his treatments and he was still walking with a walker and he looked different than everybody because he had had surgery and so his hair hadn't grown back completely. And kids really abandoned him, isolated him. Nobody wanted to speak to him if they did. It was only nasty words that they said. He had to sit by himself at lunch. And so he really lost that human connection with people other than with his family at home. And once he was able to pull through that and he, they didn't ever expect him to live beyond a few years. And he now is, you know, thriving in his twenties and running four different businesses. I mean, just a phenomenal story. And he basically committed from the point that he was well enough to do so that he wanted to make an impact in other people's lives and never have other people go through what he went through. And so he now, that is his passion behind going out and helping these people because he sees the homeless person and he kind of sees himself sitting in the school cafeteria by himself where nobody wants to talk to you because you're different. And so that's where they really have that passion to go out and help these people. 
and get to know their story and give them whatever they can possibly give them. It's so powerful and so important. I mean, living in Chicago, you know, I see this all the time, the way that, um, you know, people are just really ignored. And, you know, it's almost like for so many people walking the streets, it's like they don't even see them even as, as people, you know, and acknowledge that they're there. And so the fact that, you know, not only are they helping in this very practical way with the care packages, um, you know, but also helping from, you know, an, an emotional standpoint uh, is, is really an amazing thing. Yeah. So, you know, how do you think that achieving, you know, success in your business has impacted your ability to, you know, give back and, and help organizations like Golden Wing Helping Hands? It's really been it's really been everything because it's not only financially what we can do to help, but it's the communities that we become involved in. And we have met through our business some of the most amazing entrepreneurs that have stories where they have come through a, a major illness of sorts or they were born with some sort of disability that has, but yet they have overcome that to go into their own business. And so meeting these other entrepreneurs has given us the ability to help in their different communities. Uh, so for example, I'm actually leaving next week to go to uh, the craniofacial retreat in Salt Lake City, Utah. One of our business partners now was born with Treacher Collins craniofacial disorder. And so that's another perfect example of where this business that we have of helping people to, again, identify and remove those barriers to their personal and professional growth in those communities of people that have disabilities or illnesses those barriers can be so strong. And so there is a very clear need for people like us to be able to come in and help them to overcome those barriers. And when we can join forces with people like a Cynthia that was born with Treacher Collins and yet has gone on to become this amazing entrepreneur with her husband who also is disabled, it, uh, it just brings so much inspiration to others to be able to do the same thing and for us to be able to help mentor in communities like that is, I think, the most powerful thing that we can be doing every day in what we do. And uh, it's just so exciting. You know, Cynthia reached out and she said, you know, I, I want you to come with me as my guest. I want, you, I want you to come and learn about our community because I know that there's so much that we can do in there to help them with what you and Craig uh, bring to the table and wanting us to, to mentor in that community. And that makes it all worthwhile because at the end of the day, it's not always about the money, right? You know, we all have bills to pay. We all need a place to live and food on the table and things like that. But what really drives everything that we're doing is being able to help other people and change their lives. And, yeah, to, and to serve. I mean, really, once you become, you know, once you become successful, you want to, you know, really help other people out. I, I do think that, you know, you mentioned earlier, we, we were talking about earlier about the employee mentality and uh, potentially, uh, as, I, as I think about this a little bit more, as an employee, I probably didn't serve people as well as I should have uh, because I was worried about being stabbed in the back, going up the corporate ladder, all these different things. And as, uh, as an entrepreneur, all of a sudden you now, once you get your business up and running and you're profitable, you can see exactly the impact that you can have with so many other people that are out there. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I always tell other business owners, I said, remember, never feel bad about making money for what you do because the more you make, the more you, and the more you have, the more you can give back to others. 
right? So somebody that themselves is in need is going to have a hard time really giving to others because they're still trying to figure their own way. But once you've been able to become successful, uh, you have so much more time-wise, energy-wise, and financially that you can give back to help others that are still in need and trying to find their way. And uh, mentoring, even if you can't financially provide assistance, mentoring others is one of the best things that we can provide others. People always need that support and guidance. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, money is just a means to an end, but it does not bring what we really want, which is, you know, fulfillment and being able to contribute to other people and help and, you know, know that you are doing good in the world is, is what creates that feeling of fulfillment that we're all after. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's And it's contagious, right? It's like the person, you know, if you go to Starbucks in the morning for your coffee and you pay for coffee for the person behind you, just out of just as a nice gesture, just because, and you change that person's life for that moment in a positive way. And they might just go out and do something positive for somebody else. And it's just a matter of spreading that throughout the world. Even if it's just a smile, I had a couple months ago, I, we were on a, uh, we were on a road trip and we stopped into a, um, a rest stop on the highway. And I went up to the Starbucks there and the guy behind the counter, young man, you could tell just wasn't having the best day. He's like, oh yeah, just another eight hours here behind the counter at Starbucks. And yet the whole time I interacted with him, I had a bright smile on my face and I told him, you know, how I hoped he had a wonderful day and all this. And as I was walking away, he stopped me and he said, excuse me, ma'am. He goes, your smile. He's like, I just want to thank you because your smile changed my day. Sometimes it's something as simple as that. If we can spread that smile, spread that joy to make somebody else have a better day, I'm sure he went on to treat every single one of his customers better later that day because he had been touched in a positive way. And it's just those little things that we can do to, to change the world. Wow. Well, you know, I completely agree. And I would challenge every one of our listeners to do something today, no matter how small it is, to try and make an impact on another person, because that really is where it all begins. So Craig and Jenny, thank you for everything that you've shared with us today. This has been so impactful. And unfortunately, we are running out of time. So I'd like to move into what I call the impact round. So I'm going to ask you a series of short questions. And I'd like for you to respond with the first answer that pops into your head. You ready? Yep. Ready. All right. So who has been the most impactful person in your journey to do well? My grandfather. Let's say my father. Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather as a child, he never believed in giving any of us gifts. He would give us literally a flock of sheep or a herd of cattle that was given to somebody in another country that didn't have food to eat and uh, that we grew up. That's, that's what we got as presents was him doing good for someone else. I love that. Who has been the most impactful person in feeding your drive to you know, do well and succeed in your professional lives? I would say, uh, I would just, I'd have to say my family. I mean, really is, you know, my entire family is, they drive me every single day. So I can actually make an impact in their lives. They can see that they can do anything. They can change the world. And all they've got to do is believe. And, I agree. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's our children. We say family, it's our children, our five yeah. children, because we want them to know that there's a different way. And we want them to see all the opportunity out there. 
So when you're having a bad day, what do you do to get yourself out of that funk and, and improve your mindset? Walk or run? Yeah, <laughs> go outside. I mean, really, yeah. it's just like you've got to get yourself into a different environment and, uh, and do that and know that, you know what, everything is going to be just fine. Just get into a different environment and, and, you'll, be, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Matter of fact, I told Craig this morning at breakfast, I said, I'm going to be like Forrest Gump today. I'm going to put on my shoes later this afternoon and I'm just going to go until I feel like coming home <laughs> because I, I need that mind break. And I know that you can reset everything when you're out in nature and moving. What book do you find yourself recommending to people most often? Wow. That's a hard one. Um, I was going to say, I mean, I, I mean, I know Think and Grow Rich. I mean, that right there is a, is a phenomenal book that uh, I think everybody should, everybody should read. And, and people are always thinking about it, you know, that it's just about wealth in there. And it is, but I mean, it's about mindset. I think it's very important. And another, uh, it's a new favorite of mine that I've recommended a lot recently is a book called Affirmations by Noah St. John, A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S. So affirmations, but it's about asking questions instead of making statements. And it's very powerful in changing our mindset. And lastly, what is the worst piece of advice you've received related to success? And on the flip side, what's the best piece of advice that you would give to our listeners? My worst piece of advice is that it's a numbers game and you just have to be doing all the time because it really isn't a numbers game. It's an alignment game. You have to be doing the right things. And that doesn't mean you have to be working nonstop because that is only going to lead to burnout and stress. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's keep your nose to the grind. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. just keep on, you know, almost like she said, but you know, just keep on doing, keep on doing because people feel like if they're not doing something, then they're not accomplishing something, but you need to really recognize on what you're doing. I mean, I can look at emails all day long and uh, get them out of my inbox and have a clean inbox by the end of the day. Uh, but that doesn't mean I actually accomplished it. Yeah. So uh, the best piece of advice I would say is that before you take on any new project, any new initiative in your life or your business, understand really why you're doing it and really know how it's going to impact you and your life. I want, I want to details, you know, the full picture of how it's truly going to impact everything, your family, uh, your health, because then you actually will be able to make a decision if you want to go in that direction or not. Is it important enough to you to put in your time and energy to do that? And then if you do decide to move forward with it, you will be fully committed in doing whatever it takes to get there. And, uh, and the other thing is, you know, really very simply, but focus is more important than intelligence. If you can be the smartest person in the world, you can go back to, you know, so many people in history, but it was focus that made them wealthy in so many different ways. Well, I know that I have gotten so much out of this conversation and, and everything that you've shared, and I know the listeners will as well. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And lastly, before we say goodbye, Craig and Jenny, where can our listeners go to learn more about you, about your coaching, and to follow your content? Sure. You can reach us at craigandjennyd.com is our website. And then you can find us same place on social media. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook page at Craig and Jenny D as well as Instagram, Twitter, all those beautiful places. But we will absolutely link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you again for your time today and for you know, sharing so much about your journey and how we can all be more effective in our personal and professional lives. Well, thank, thank you so you much, Dorothy. It was great to be here. Well, everyone, that's our show. 
Before we sign off from our incredible conversation with Craig and Jenny, I want to introduce any new listeners to the Do Well and Do Good Challenge. If Golden Wing, Helping Hands, or any of the other nonprofits shared by our guests touches your heart, make a contribution and then email a screenshot of your receipt to challenge at dowellanddogood.co. Your donation will be included in our monthly tally of the tangible impact this podcast is having in making the world a better place. And as for me, well, each month I will be donating 10% of my after-tax income to whichever one of the nonprofits that you vote for inside of our free Facebook community. Not only will we host the vote inside of the Facebook group, but I'll also be sharing tips, ideas, resources, and more to help you both increase your income and your impact. Head to dowellanddogood.co backslash Facebook to join. That's dowellanddogood.co backslash Facebook. In the group, you'll also find a link to my calendar where we can schedule a time to chat one-on-one about your goals, your ambitions, and how I can make this show more valuable to you. I'll see you there and thanks for listening.